0: It's ferocious, I want your heart, I want to eat his children Abomitomically, Socrates and Loss and and No, it's not that type of show, and I don't have that type of cadence. I wish I did, though, but I don't. But it's Friday, and it's time for another episode of the Ruckus Shorty. If you're an old-time Ruckus listener of the original Ruckus show that started, I don't know, like four years ago, shout out to my folks. that used to hold it down with me on the Ruckus. That was an old, ruckus theme, and I was going through the archives, and I was looking at all this old stuff from when I was doing a podcast before, and I forgot that I made that little, that real remedial entry music, but I love the Wu-Tang, and I was playing around with some tools, and I thought I was doing something really dope, but, you know, you live, you learn. It'll get better, but I'm back for another Friday at Boxing Talk. I'm happy to be with you guys. This is fun. I forgot how fun doing a podcast was. But as we continue, you know, all those little special touches that made the old show so great will come back. The sound quality will improve, all of those things. But for now, this is what we got. This is what we're working with, and it ain't going to stop no show, and it ain't going to stop no box. We're going to start with that. If you want to call in during the show, Feel free to call in and talk with me, 646-668-2393. I was going to say call in and talk with your girl, but it might be somebody listening like, down. I don't like her at all, but I'm going to listen to the show anyway because I like boxing. That's cool, too. That's cool, too. Feel free to call in. I'm feeling on a high. I got blocked on Twitter by a boxing person. I haven't been blocked on Twitter by anyone. I'm not even that uh, problematic. I guess you could say on Twitter that people need to be blocking me, but I got blocked. So, woo I made it. Mama, made it. So, this week on the show, we're going to talk about some more Anthony Joshua and what's going on with him, with finding an opponent, and if he's got an opponent, who the short list of opponents are. So, shout-out to uh, the good people at Behind the Gloves who are in scrum with uh, Eddie Hearn. A scrum for those of you who are casual listeners is a group interview. So, shout out to Behind the Gloves for being in the group interview with Eddie Hearn to talk about Anthony Joshua's short list of opponents. We're going to talk about Gennady Golovkin dropping the big boom this week and separating with longtime trainer Abel Sanchez again. If you listen to the Ruckus back in the day, Abel used to rock with his heavy. He used to come on the show. I'm sure he will do just fine. So, we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And we are going to talk about proper con ending in the most awkward way. Shout out to the person who made the meme of a the con body with the woohoo on the leg. That was pretty funny. I laugh. I'll admit it. Let's see what else happened this week. Devin Haney signed to Match Room Boxing, despite growing his career on Showtime. But, you know, we got to make these ends. If we're offered, if anyone's offered an opportunity to do better for their family, who's to say you wouldn't take it? I know I've changed jobs a couple times in my career to make more ends. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll close out with the weekend fight schedule. It's a busy fight weekend. It's fights tonight in my backyard on the zone, Fights tomorrow in London. Fights in Lafayette, Louisiana. It's fights in Las Vegas. There's fights and silly, but we'll just talk about the main ones and get through those. So with that, let me take it back to the top with Anthony Joshua versus versus no one. There's still no opponent, still no opponent as of yet. Following the big baby Miller uh, performance-enhancing drug banned substance, I'll say banned substance uh, debacle that happened over a week ago. I don't, need to, I don't need to bore you with the details. We know what it is. He tested positive out of both samples for three banned substances, one of the substances he tested for twice. So needless to say, he is out of the fight. There's a story circulating around, and I have to get some time to look into it, that he's not being suspended because he technically didn't have a New York state boxing license at the time of the positive drug testing. I got to dig a little bit more into that because if that's the loophole and he tested positive for all these performance or these banned substances and he can still fight because, oh, well, you know, hey, I did have no license. So it didn't count. That's pretty whack and that's a horrible loophole and it sets a horrible precedent. So I don't know. I'm going to look more into that. I'm sure I'll tweet about it. Maybe I'll drop a little story about it on badculture.net later on this afternoon, so be on the lookout for that. But as I said, as of now, there's still no opponent for Anthony Joshua, and the rumors, the reporting, well, there's a faction of people on Twitter who would have liked to see Luis Ortiz move into that spot. As we know, Luis Ortiz was for the long time a heavyweight boogeyman. He fought De- uh, Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder took him out, but still still a pretty formidable guy. I think he still whoops up on most of the heavyweight division outside of Wilder, Joshua, Tyson Fury. I, he's still up there. But, unfortunately, if that's the fight you're waiting for, for him to step in and save the day against Anthony Joshua, as of right now, according to Eddie Hearn, it ain't happening. There's rumors circulating around out there that Ortiz wanted a different amount. Eddie Hearn talking to the press yesterday here in Los Angeles because he's here for the matchroom card that's taking place tonight. Inglewood. he said that they offered Luis Ortiz upward of $5 million to face Anthony Joshua, but the rumor mill out there say Luis Ortiz won't pin. Now, let's be honest. We know Luis Ortiz has never made anything in his career anything close to $10 million or anything even close to even have these kind of guarantees. Granted, they need an opponent, but that doesn't mean you could just come in with all kind of crazy demands. I, you know, I'm liking it to this. If you follow me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, you know I'm a bartender, right? And let's say you're booking me for a party, like a regular birthday party, a kickback, a bar mitzvah, well, maybe not a bar mitzvah, but a, a regular event, birthday party, something like that at the house. And then you call me and say, "Oh, I'm having a wedding. I need to book you for a wedding. I'm going to upsell you. Of course I am, because that's just the nature of the beast. But I'm not going to upsell you and say, "You know what? I normally charge about 30 bucks an hour, but for your wedding, I'm going to need 10 million dollars." That's just crazy. Even though you're offering me, say, I don't know, 60 bucks an hour, double my rate but definitely not the 10, I need to take the 60 because it's more than I would normally earn under any circumstances, and that's where Luis Ortiz is right now. Talking to the press, Eddie says that the short list of opponents that they're considering uh, mentioning that Luis Ortiz is still not out of it. You know, things could change. They could renegotiate. Maybe you have a come to Jesus. Maybe the light bill will come, and he'll say, you know what? That five sounded pretty good. So he's still in it. There's also Anthony Ruiz, who just fought Dimitrenko on 420 on the Cropper Con undercard. Great competitive fight, but Willie really put the asses in the seat. So that's something you have to consider if you are Eddie Hearn and Anthony Joshua, and also Michael Hunter is still in the running. That's the name that's floating. That's the name that people think are going to be the, the person to step in. He fights on match room just for match room, just like Anthony Joshua. So it's just a matter of and making it happen. So as of now, still no opponents. They got a little time. It's April 26th. Even if you don't have the fight, we think you might be taking the fight, you could be out there working out, do a little road work, hit some bags, do some, some, some sparring. I don't know. But just be ready, heavyweight, because at this point, I feel like everybody should be in the bullpen warming up. Help, Chris Ariola, where you at, bro? start warming up. Seth Mitchell, you want to come out of retirement? Hey, maybe you might want to warm up. Bermaine's the bird, you still out in Vegas? Tie them dreads up. You might want to fight Anthony Joshua, too. At this point, they need to ask to put in the seat. Where is Pervetkin? He might want to run it back again one more time. They need somebody for this uh, debut, preferably an American, since it is in New York, but I don't know. We'll see who it is. We'll see this. Somebody will turn it up. So with that the rest of the heavyweight division is minding their business. Deontay Wilder, Dominic Brazil only have eyes for each other. They're minding their business. Tyson Fury is minding his business. I see he posted a picture or video on Instagram today of him in training, still looking lean and mean, getting ready for his ESPN debut. And meanwhile, Matchroom and all the good folks over there are still looking for an opponent for Anthony Joshua. So we'll see what happens. Tell me, what, who of those choices would you most like to see? And let's be realistic. Let's think about a fight that not only looks good and is competitive, well, looks good-ish, and it's competitive, but also puts some asses in seat. So think about those things before you make your answers. Tweet me at John Jolaboff, or, you know, call in and talk to me. I might want to talk to you, too. So let's run that topic, and let's talk about Gennady Golovkin's. So, Gennady Golovkin made his return, announced a fight with Steve Roll, had a press conference here in Los Angeles. I went to the press conference in Los Angeles, and one thing before we even talk about the Abel Sanchez thing, one thing that's been very striking to me about this reemergence or this return of Gennady Golovkin, out the window is all that smiling, out the window is all that good boying, all the good, oh, hey, guys, you know, I, that personality, it's a wrap. I don't know if it was off of the cameras before, but that same energy is done. That have he's very serious, you know, dressing very handsome in the suit. not that he didn't before, but the tone is decidedly quite a bit more serious. So we had the conference here, and also if you've noticed that he's speaking English far less now in the interviews. He still speaks some English. But it's not improving at the same rate as it was before when he was doing a lot of media. He's bringing a translator with him, and that's cool. Sometimes you want to have your full message conveyed, and you need to do that via translator. No issue with that. But this is definitely not the same Golovkin that we've covered over the past, what, five, six, seven, eight years, since we were seeing him fight uh, on HBO and on other platforms. So a very serious Gennady Golovkin appeared at the press conference here in Los Angeles. to face -face with his opponent, Steve Roll. Steve Roll, no disrespect to the brother. I'm sure he'll be prepared. This is a career-high payday. Without even knowing any numbers, I can guarantee this is a career-high payday for him, and he's going to be the one to step in with Gennady Deluxe Kid in his next bout, his first on the vote. So with that, We now switch over to the second part of the big news of Golovkin this week that he is dropping his longtime coach, Abel Sanchez. He entered a real simple statement on Instagram when he made the announcement saying that he's decided to go a different direction. It's no no reflection on Abel Sanchez as a person, as a trainer. He's a Hall of Fame trainer. He learned a lot during his time there. You know, pretty classy, straight to the point, but he's moving on. Abel, on the other hand, did not take so lightly to the announcement that they were no longer going to continue together. As we know, there was a big, his deal that Golovkin signed something like $100 million. We'll never get the specific details. We don't know if it comes with uh, being able to promote his fighters on the platform. I'm sure it does because he started GGG Promotions. He's got young guys that are going to be fighting under the banner. But at any rate, no more Abel Sanchez. So in the original, going back to the Instagram post, Gennady Golovkin uh, posted a couple of days ago, I would like to announce that I've made a major decision for myself and for my career. I want to build on what I've already achieved and continue to better myself. Therefore, I will not be training Abel Sanchez. This is not an easy decision for me, and it's not a reflection on Abel's professional abilities. He's a great trainer, a loyal trainer, and a Hall of Fame trainer. I'll be announcing my new trainer at a label date, but today I want to thank Abel for all the lessons he taught me in boxing, and he did teach him a lot of lessons in boxing. They were together for a long time, and he brought him all the way to the unified middleweight titles, the W B, the, the WBO, the WBA, then he ended up getting the WBC because, you know, can't my and Canelo dropped the belt or whatever. So I won't say, if I'm correct, he didn't fight for the WBC, though it just kind of like ended up in the glass. But great. Now, Abel, on the other hand, was not so happy with the decision. And would you be happy with the decision after you had been getting a reported uh, 10% over the last six, five, six, seven years they were together, ten years, whatever. They were together. He signs a hundred million deal and you're not getting a ten, that's a lot of money for our folks out there who are not so good in math. If you want to figure out how much money Able Sanchez is losing, go to your calculator, swipe up on your iPhone or whatever phone you have, type in ten million or excuse me, type in one hundred million and then multiply that times .10, and that number there is minimally probably what Abel was getting. I'd be a little hot too. You've been doing all this work, and then you finally get to the big, the big dollars, and you get the and you get the boot. So Abel follows up with his own statement uh, to uh, Yahoo Sports, and he says, "As of today, I will no longer be working with Gennady Golovkin after a great nine-year run. There we go, nine years, record set, equaled, developing a Hall of Fame career, debatable." We'll talk about that. And making it possible to sign a six fight, $100 million contract with the zone. He proposed and insisted on an insulting new trainer compensation schedule. My dignity and honor does not allow me to be screwed like that. It's unfortunate being greedy, being ungrateful, and no ethics. Honor or integrity will end this relationship wow, wow, wow. So to say that Abel is pissed off, he's pissed off, and that's a lot of money too because I'd be pissed end of an era. They always had a great thing going. They always seemed to have a great symmetry, a great way they worked with each other. They did their thing up to the Big Bear. I had up to the Big Bear at the summit. I've had the honor of making the trip up there and seeing him train and watching him run through the woods and all that great stuff. But at this point in his career, he's moving on to something new. As you know, or as you may not know, he lives here in Southern California now where I, not where I am I live in the hood, he ain't living in Inglewood but he lives in Southern California and there's a lot of trainers here, that's not even to say that he would even stay here and do camp, the fight is in New York, he might say hey family, stay here in California I'm going to go do camp with, oh I don't know, I might want to go do camp with John David Jackson, I don't know, I'm just saying that, there's no stories out there, I'm just using it as an example and do a fight thing and come back to sunny Southern California. So with that, I, I wish Abel a fond adieu. He's got plenty of other fighters in his stable that he will continue working with and developing with. But unfortunately, one of those is no longer Gennady Golovkin. So salute to you, Abel, for taking him to this point And salute to Triple G for making decisions that are going to guide his career. It must be an uncomfortable position for um it must be an uncomfortable position for his promoter. I can't imagine being caught in between Abel Sanchez, who you have a long relationship with, with Triple G, who is a fighter you've been working with for a long time. It's uncomfortable, you know, just stand your ground, stay neutral, Tom Loeffler, Just stay neutral and watching chips fall where they may, but I know his text messages are probably lit. If you want to send us some screenshots, I won't even say the case from you. Send them to you, girl. Check them out. Write a good story. Holler at me, Tom Loughlin. So with that, we will close the case on that and await who Golovkin announces as his new trainer. I put a tweet out to ask you guys who you thought the trainer, his next trainer would be, but you know, everyone gave me the usual suspects, the, the, the Freddie Roaches, the, the um, Robert Garcias, et cetera, et cetera, based on geography. But we'll see who he comes up with. Um, I'm sorry for those of you, I see some tweets right now that say that they can't see the podcast link. And I'm sorry. I thought I put it out there. I'm going to tweet it out right now for folks listening in and trying to multitask and get it out there. Shout out to the, to, the, to the guy, Jab Judah, who is trying to listen. And if you missed the show tonight or today, or you don't know you've missed it because I'm on, I don't know you've missed it. But the show will be on iTunes, and it will be on YouTube a little bit later this afternoon. So moving on to the next topic, other breaking news this week, Devin Haney uh, signs with Matchroom. Uh, the young, lightweight prospect, or he's not even a prospect at this point. He's a pretender, a champ. He is heading to matchroom boxing despite growing his career on Showtime Network. And kudos to him. He's a young man, and this is what he had to say about moving over to matchroom boxing. I'm excited about my multi-million dollar power, uh, partnership with Matchroom Boxing. All this hard work is finally paying off. This is a huge chapter in my career, promotional deal with Matchroom Boxing. As you know, he's the youngest promoter. Eddie Hearn is the perfect guy for me to go in business with. While Matchroom will provide the infrastructure, the money, together we will select the best opponents to showcase my talents in the sexiest cities in the world. Okay, I'm the future of the sport, and without a doubt in my mind, I'm going to continue to set the boxing world on fire. Matchroom and have, a, have now have another superstar, me. Shout-out to the man, Devin Haney. Take your career into your own hands and make your money. We will see what happens with you and these sexy fights in these sexy cities on the Zone. Here's uh, kudos to you to a, a, a new chapter key chapter of this career. Congratulations, Devin Haney. Moving on. You know what? One last topic because, boy, this time runs by quick. 30 minutes goes by fast. We have nine minutes left in the show. I just want to talk a little bit about Crawford versus Khan. Crawford versus Khan, while Terrence Crawford ending, Khan was getting his ass beat in the fight. He was being broken up systematically. Crawford switched to the southpaw. There, there was just nothing, you know. Khan fought well in spurts. He didn't just lay down. I don't think he just lay down until the end. But there, he was in no way or form winning that fight. In the end, the weirdo ending where uh, ledge low blow. It was below the belt, but I didn't think it was in the uh, family jewels area. To me, it looked like it was in the thigh. And uh, instead of taking the five minute to regain his composure and continue the fight, they end the fight. During the broadcast, Andre Ward, who was formerly trained by Virgil Hunter, who is Khan's trainer, said something like, I know I heard him say something like, Virgil wants to stop the fight or it looks like he wants to stop the fight or something like that. Because brutalizing Khan and just putting in the work upstairs, downstairs, hooking, moving, just boxing well. He's a truly a gifted, beautiful boxer, and Khan didn't have nothing to, to keep that onslaught off of him. Again, he fought well at first, but I don't think there was ever a point where there was anything he was doing that took Crawford completely out of his game. So kudos to Terrence Crawford for the win. What happens to Amir Khan now? Eddie Hearn was actually asked, asked about that, too, this week. I saw a couple of videos. I think it was Radio Raheem. Uh shout out to the good brother Radio Raheem for asking about uh the future and Khan versus Kel Brook and Eddie Hearn says Kel Brook wants to fight Terrence Crawford. I don't know about that one. I think the result will be the same thing that uh, the same fate that Khan be, uh befell or is that a right is that the right word? I don't know. Might be a word. But I think the ending is gonna be the same. We don't care about that. I don't care about that. I can't speak for all of you. I want to see Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence, Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford. Bob Errol, the always colorful Uncle Bob, jumped in the ring after. Everyone should boycott PBC fights until Crawford versus Spence is made, Spence versus Crawford. And But Al is going to tell y'all, don't listen to the white guy. I think that was the quote. Well, that's cool and all, but for, well, for, for one, Al Heyman ain't going to tell us to not listen to the white guy because Al Heyman don't talk to us, man. Al don't do no interviews, not a, not a text message, not a, a, a carrier pigeon. So he won't be telling us that. Somebody else might tell us that, but it won't be Al Heyman. And, Bob, nobody's going to boycott no fights. Come on now. We're fans of the sport. We have to leave all that political nonsense to the side. We're going to watch fights. We're watching fights tonight. We're watching fights tomorrow. If my neighbor starts fighting across the street, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch, um, you know, if some ants pass each other in the garden and they touch antlers, I'm going to watch that too. So there's no way of getting around that. But I appreciate what Bob is talking about. We want to make the fight. The two men say they want the fight, so let's just make the fight. Let's get it cracking. In the show. I've had my Twitter going on in the uh, background, so I haven't been able to – really see what's going on. I don't even know if y'all listening. So if you are listening, thank you, God bless you. If not, listen to this shit later on on YouTube or listen to it on iTunes. A little bit later on, pop your headset in on a Friday morning and listen to me ramble. So with that, let's wrap it up. We are all close to the 30-minute mark. We have about, oh, just over four minutes left. So I'm going to run through the weekend fight schedule that's going on this weekend, a busy weekend in sports. Again, like I mentioned, at the top of the show. Tonight, Inglewood, California. I know this is trifling, y'all. I know, because I live right by the form, like literally maybe a mile and a half. Yeah, I don't even think it's two complete miles. But fight tonight from Inglewood on Dissolve. Sisker Shett runs aside in Estrada rematch. That's probably going to be a great, great fight so they'll be fighting tonight for run-the-size WBC Junior Bantamweight title. So you can watch that on the zone. In the co-main event, also a title fight, Daniel Roman versus TJ Doheny for the WBA IDF Junior Featherweight unification title, the unification match. So that's going to be a great look. And also the return of Jesse Vargas, who will be fighting against Humberto Soto, will also be fighting on the cards. And there are more fights than that, but those are the top three on that card, so watch those on The Zone tonight. Uh, also, then taking place tomorrow, Saturday, from London on ESPN+, Daniel Dubois versus Richard Larte, heavyweight action. I don't know. One of these heavyweights could be relevant somewhere down the line. We don't know. We'll have to watch. And also, Sonny Edwards versus Pedro Matos, who, uh, junior man of weight. And then it looks like there is a regional title, Lerone Richards versus Tommy Langford for the vacant Commonwealth Super Middleweight title. So that's what's happening on ESPN plus tomorrow from London. Also tomorrow on the The World Boxing Super Series is finally back with the title fight between Kirill Rillex. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing his name. Versus Regis Progray. Woo woo Creole stand up. I'm usually pretty non uh, I'm not very partial or or partisan to certain fighters or entity, but I'm chair for Regis Progray because he's Creole like me. We probably cousins. He's from Louisiana. Creole stand up. Leve le bonnet. So let's go Regis Progray. This is a uh, for the WBA Junior Welterweight World Boxing Super Series semi finals So with the win, Regis Progray would move on to the Muhammad Ali trophy round and all these riches that you win if you win the World Boxing Super Series uh, title fight. So good luck to him. Also, on the card, the other half, or uh, actually uh, the other bracket, Nonito Donaire will be fighting Stefan Young for the bat weight title at the World Boxing Super Series semifinal. So you can catch those fights on his own. And then also happening on Saturday night, from Las Vegas on Showtime, Robert Easter Jr. will be taking on Rancis Barcelli for the vacant WBA regular lightweight title. Uh, Robert Easter was last in the ring against Mikey Garcia, who just lost the arrow fence, but you know how the rabbit hole goes and we're almost out of time. And Victor Postal, wow, another one of the tap victims, is going to be fighting against Mohamed Nimoyn. Pardon me, Mohammed. No disrespect. I'm sorry, I couldn't pronounce your name properly. They'll be fighting in a WBC junior welterweight eliminator, and Effie Abjadva will be fighting against Wallish. Some more heavyweights who could be relevant down the line. You never know. So that is the weekend fight action. Thank you everybody for tuning in. There's gonna be some changes happening on the podcast, but I will come back next Friday. You might see a secret guest pop up. You never know. You're just gonna to have to keep listening in thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next week. Goodbye. for Ferocious, I want your heart. I want to eat his children.